0: We're all today, through all the pain All the way, all the way The I fight through one, through all
1: my life The love, we're taking it all the way All the way God, I'm old for saying this 2014, when Germany scored seven goals in the semifinals in the World Cup against Brazil and everybody lost their minds because that was one of the biggest point differentials and absolute bloodbaths that I think the world's ever seen. Unfortunately, that's second now to the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. That bloodbath was embarrassing to the point where I think even... Red Zone stopped showcasing the game unless there was a touchdown scored. And at that point, it was just kind of a comedy rather than for dramatic effect. Uh, I think that's incredibly wild. Of course, we're going to talk about the implications. And, of course, a lot of that that it gets implied with that episode and that game of a dramatic fashion. But, of course, this is your boy, Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst. Sheehan, how are you doing over there?
0: I'm good, man. That's... Uh Germany beat down of Brazil was on my first ever trip to London, and I watched it in a pub here and uh, couldn't really believe what I was watching and then a mere some months later, I then moved here for good that's almost embarrassing moving to london yeah uh, it's good get around it it 's a great place mm-hmm. um yeah, Red Zone did stop showing Miami and Denver. usually they do that when it's a blowout anyway and you'll get Hanson come back on and go we show you every touchdown from every game and then it's you know i don't know cj stroud finding nico collins in the end zone or anthony richardson finding michael pittman and you go oh well, that's good say the fantasy team no they had like eight touchdowns to show us every like I, the marvin mims return yeah. all of it
1: it's, it's a little wild of a of an event and I knew I knew the Broncos would Actually, I shouldn't say I knew the Broncos would be good. I thought they would be a respectable football team. Boy, was I wrong. I think everybody was wrong. I don't think there's anybody in the right mind that said, you know what, the Broncos are going to be an embarrassment.
0: Sean Payton, is he lasting more than a year or two?
1: Yeah, he, he's going to outlast Russell Wilson, that's for sure. That's for sure. I Russell Wilson does not so. look good. Uh, he, he, he definitely looks like he picking off from last year... Yeah, we made fun of their old head coach. I think it was, what, Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett, was it?
0: Yep. I think we're starting to realize that maybe it wasn't him. I mean, it's partially him. if you seen Zach Wilson? Y- yeah, it actually, okay. Maybe you got a point there. I went back and watched the game because, like, how often are you going to see it? I wanted to see it all. Really see how um, pathetic the Broncos were. And... I thought Russ played his best game of the year. I didn't think he was too bad. They just ran into a buzzsaw. I think a lot of that is as much on the defense who just gave up. On some of those plays, they just fucking gave up.
1: They definitely did. I think when they realized the game was over, that they just said, you know what? Business decision. Business decision. Go to town on us. You know what i say, you know, we, we already didn't consent. Might as well just keep going.
0: I remember a few Maddens ago now. Oh God. There used to be a an incredible outside zone run play. And basically, one time out of three, you're taking it to the house from anywhere on the field. That's what it felt like with Devon A. Chain.
1: If, there's usually some running backs where when they touch the football, you could feel the dangerousness of they could just take it to the house any single time they touch it. Yesterday, with Devontae, uh, De- 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 Deontay Swift, it kind of felt like he could take it to the house. I shouldn't say yesterday because by the time that... I mean, DeAndre night, Swift? DeAndre Swift, sorry. I couldn't think of the name. Yep. On Monday night, uh, you know, against the uh, the Buccaneers, I felt like anytime Swift touched the football, he could take it to the house. And he almost did a couple times immensely hurting a player. But like Akne and Mostert, when they touch the football, you feel like they could take it to the house any time they grab it it's it's yeah. fun to watch it's electrifying and it's something you want on your fantasy team because that makes it so you have a high floor because you know they're going to get touches and they're going to be explosive with the offense that they have but with an incredibly high ceiling to the point where it's like oh he put a 45 oh he put up 30 oh he put up 25 uh you know i mean expect it at this point
0: yeah i think well, most it's been a must start. Yes, Raheem must start for some time now. Yeah, and his issues always been that he gets injured. Yes, but he always puts up points as well. He was then. I think he's been on let let's say sixty percent of my my fantasy championship winning teams in the past couple of years. Uh, because he's just always there at the end of drafts. He's always there on waves. You pick him up, you put him in your lineup, and you look much better. Devin Hain must start from here on out. Not just because of this game, but exactly what you said, because you can take it to the house from
1: anywhere I, 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 I think you want to put him in your lineup. I don't know if I'd consider him must start
0: I think he's a must start you want to put him in your lineup yeah, um, as you say, because of that big play threat yes, it is about roster construction, like if you're you can't have a roster or a starting lineup that is just big play threats, but if you're looking for the name of the game is to win points. And I was complaining to you before we started. I'm 0-3 in a dynasty league where I'm the third or the fourth highest scorer, but I have had fifty points more than the next highest scored against me so far this season. So it doesn't matter that I have fifty points more than the team that's in first, and they've you know, they they've had two hundred less points scored against them. There's nothing I can do about the points that get scored against me. Um, I'm starting a pretty good lineup each week, evidently. Mm. But it's about ceiling, and when we come to the playoffs, and we're a long way off that now. That's the that's what you want. Ceiling wins your games.
1: I when I personally when I try to construct my fantasy lineup, I try to sit there and say, okay, is this going to put me 120 fantasy points? If it can get me 120, yep. all right, I'm leaving it. And yep. after that. If the guy puts up more than me, he puts up more than me. And if my team yeah. happens to put up more than 120, hey, you know what? Good for my team. But I, I try to keep, especially if it's like half point or full point PPR, you're definitely aiming for around the 120 mark. If it's standard, you're aiming for 100. Like, it's just a different beast.
0: But yeah. If you can pair him with a, a, someone with a decent floor, then, I mean, for for where you got him as well, like, he's a little bit a little bit of truffle oil on the mac and cheese. Yeah. Because he's probably not costing you anything. You probably have guys you can pair him with. And if you're putting him in your lineup over, say, uh, Zach Charbonnet, then, like, I would rather have the ceiling of, of A-chain than the floor of Charbonnet. A guy we will talk about later. Yeah. And
1: the best part about Mozart is you took him late in drafts. What was he, like 8th oh, yeah. to ninth around ADP? If you maybe Absolutely. even later, so the fact the fact that is you should have one elite running backs already. And may- maybe you took a uh, Najee Harris. You can't start him anymore. Mostert, congratulations, he took that spot. You could basically just kind of Brock Purdy to Trey Lance here, where you could just say hey, you know what, Mostert was my third rounder, Najee Harris was my uh, ninth, and you could just flip that, and flip that mentality and say you know what, well, it's a wash. But say you had like for example, Christian McCaffrey, hypothetical, Christian McCaffrey mm. in the second round. Uh, you took C.D. Lamb. I think that's I uh, think that's realistic. Or was that not so realistic? Uh, okay, we'll go. We'll, you know, we'll go St. Pot- Brown. Potential. We'll go St. Brown. We'll go, we'll knock yeah. it down, and then the third round you took. Give me a third round ADP. Josh Jacobs.
0: Josh, uh, I think Josh was going a little bit higher than that. Yeah. Um, Devonte Smith. Devontae
1: Smith. All right, there we go. Boom. And now you got. Raheem Ossert, you're looking pretty solid on that lineup right there. Yeah, that's solid RBs, solid wide receivers. Anybody else is just kind of cream of the crop, especially if you took like a Lamar Jackson type QB. Well,
0: yeah, depending on how your rosters yeah, being constructed. He's either your RB3, uh, you're running back 3, you're running back 4, maybe even you're running back 5. Um yeah, you just you, you're sitting pretty at this point. And in all likelihood the injury's going to come, that's the risk. But mm-hmm. you know, ride it out while you can yeah
1: you know at this point you put him in your fantasy lineup you ride it as far as you can maybe trade him high if you would like to but you know at this point i would i would i would not mind my running back having the potential to put christian mccaffrey type numbers
0: trading him is a good option trading him is a good Um, option i know we usually we're we're kind of anti anti anti-trading a little bit generally yeah um but I, I think Mostert is one of those examples where if you can sell him high, then do it because you know that injury risk is coming. If you can get value out of him now. You love your, your trade phone. Find, find me some Raheem Mostert trades.
1: I will, I mean, you know what? I was
0: on my way to find it. I was able... I'll, I'll continue to pad here. Gee, Raheem Mostert, what a player. Um, have you ever been to a Dolphins game? I've not
1: been to any other game other
0: than a Niners game. So, I have been to a, I've been to a Dolphins game, a Dolphins game over here, and every time they score a touchdown, I can't remember the order, but they play Fins by Jimmy Buffett, and then they play the Miami Fight song. And the Miami Fight song's pretty good, but if you're hearing that ten times, that starts to grate.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Alright, I got some, I got some trades for you. I'm gonna start off with some one-on-ones. And yeah, this can, is what we're after. Yes, uh, Raheem Mosa for Garrett Wilson. Probably do that. I think I would rather have Raheem Mosa, to be honest.
0: It's fair.
1: Garrett, I mean, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. God, I don't like the offense. I, you know, it, it really pains me to insult Zach Wilson, but God, he's he's looking like Justin Fields out there.
0: I feel bad uh, clowning. On him yeah. as you would say. Yes,
1: yes. I feel bad. He's just yeah. Go ahead.
0: He he's just not good. Like it's one thing to be rattled, and from snap one on Sunday, the Patriots just teed off on him. But then Romo was breaking down, and they, bear in mind, Romo at this point does no analysis whatsoever. Uh, Romo was like, "Yeah, he's got all these guys open, but he's just not seeing them." It's weird. But you, you see some of the positives he does. Um, And you can clearly see why he got drafted so high. He's pretty good with his legs. Those kind of Patrick Mahomes type throws I don't think we've ever really seen. But, you know, look at his Hail Mary on the weekend. The kid's got a cannon.
1: He just doesn't see the field. Yeah. It's, it's, It's a little interesting how far he regressed compared to his rookie year. And how far...
0: God, man, I feel I so he bad He just needs him. the answers. He needs the answers to the test. He
1: needs, the, is what it is. Yeah, he, needs he needs. help. He needs a tutor. Yeah. And he had a tutor. Like he he put, had one. and
0: uh, he, he indeed had one. And, then he and maybe ambulance. we'll see him develop throughout the season. Maybe that's why they're not bringing in anyone else.
1: At this point, this season's kind of a wash. I, I know it really sucks. And a lot of the teams sit there and say, I don't know a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, if you just grab like a serviceable quarterback, they could probably win some games. It doesn't matter. They're not winning the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
1: They're not winning the Super yep. Bowl. You might win some games. You might even make it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. All you get is a later draft round pick. They're not going anywhere. And that defense, unfortunately, it's regressed.
0: I guess that's the toss-up that they're... Oh, that's the situation they're in. Is They're going to have their first round pick on the basis of when Rodgers got injured. They're going to be shit. They're going to be picking in the top five or the top six. They potentially can pick the Rodgers replacement and have him sit behind Rodgers and learn from Rodgers which is going to be good. Or they just, there's more talent for the offense or the defense to help them spring up the next year. So I think they are sort of tanking, but not tanking, tanking. Yeah.
1: they can grab another offensive lineman and try to protect whoever the quarterback is, whether that's Rogers, hopefully it's Rogers. They, they, there's another weapon, maybe another defensive back an edge. They yeah. could just do so much more with that pick. Cause rather than picking up maybe a Carson Wentz or, Matt Ryan or whoever is potentially available, win four or five games, and then all of a sudden they're getting a mid-round pick and they, dr- the talent pool of what they're going after is significantly lower. It's no point. There's no point. No point trying to win football games right now. It's put Zach Wilson out there, give him some reads, say, hey, you know what, this game we want to develop this. And try to go to the second read. Oh, maybe this game let's work on our footwork and climb the pocket. Let's try to g- give, give him a goal. Yeah give him a goal see yes. if he can accomplish it and try to build upon it each game right now yep it, it sucks and maybe maybe the goal is just get Gary Wilson 10 touches a game that should be the goal I think that's a pretty good goal
0: I think Garrett Wilson would be happy with that yes they, he did not look happy with him on on Sunday no um, let's let's press rewind slightly okay on the NFL season on some aspects of the NFL season let's say um this, the Rodgers injury happens as happens in week one The Jets are in this position. Maybe they're in this position. Or they're in this position last week. Do they go out and give up what the Cowboys gave up for Trey Lance? For who? Instead of... Oh, okay. okay. You know, they've just signed Trevor Simeon. In in this world where Trey Lance is still on the Niners, do you think they give up that late pick for Lance and see what's going on there? Yeah, Potentially, Instead of riding it out? Because he's the guy you go and get or you go for malik willis from the titans i I wouldn't do that guess. yeah
1: the problem is i feel like zach wilson and trey lance are more or less the same player athletic got some mobility to them cannon for an arm and that's about it
0: lance has a bit of accuracy at least
1: questionable
0: they they are the same i feel like they're the same
1: the same issues where they can't see the field they can't make a read
0: yeah. No, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Speaking of guys we'll get back to the Raheem Mostert conversation. Speaking of guys who can't make a read, where's Fields playing next year? He,
1: the, hopefully the unemployment line.
0: I think he'll be he'll be a starter somewhere.
1: That's there's no reason for him to be a starter anywhere.
0: I reckon he could be in a competition to be the starter in Atlanta.
1: Nah. I would, I'd I'd rather have Riddler, Riddler, the Riddler,
0: the Riddler, the Riddler. Don't even worry about Desmond Riddler. I'd rather the Riddler. The Riddler.
1: That's what I'm going with on oh, that one. Unfortunately, Riddler as well. He's struggling too. I don't know what happened to him. He regressed. The preseason in him right now, and obviously it's a preseason. You know, you can't you know hold your hat on it, but he's playing two completely different people he went from climbing up the pocket making reads going from a first to a second sometimes even the third read to all of a sudden just can't do a thing yeah it's crazy it's crazy i don't know it, it kind of like the Steelers almost where they were just dying people up and then all of a sudden the regular season happened in their struggle city but it's, it's wild how uh how much riddler has changed from preseason, season a week one week two and even week three now but
0: in theory, mm. we're coming to the end of the NFL preseason now. Yeah.
1: It's crazy that the NFL has changed so much that it feels like weeks one, two, and three are almost preseason typish. How little yeah. preseason actual starters gets played that it takes two weeks now just for them to get in sync.
0: Yeah. I mean... There's so much rhythm required in football. Rhythm on your offensive line. Um, you need your receiver to be in sync with your quarterback. I'm not telling not you telling anything you don't already know, but that takes time. You can't do that on in walkthroughs.
1: Exactly. So Raheem Mostert, I'll keep it going, yes. for Derrick Henry. <laughs> uh, Mostert. Yeah, i don't have Mostert. I feel like we're going to be talking about Derrick Henry later on in the episode. Speaking of later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about players that have struggled, and we're going to either cut bait or keep him on their roster to fully expect them to make a recovery. I feel like Derrick Henry is going to be on that list.
0: I didn't put him on on my cursory list, uh, but you know, I, I think he's worth a look. He's worth. I one. think he's worth the discussion.
1: Let's see. Raheem Mostert for Calvin Ridley. Uh, give me Mostert.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mostert.
1: Mostert for Josh Jacobs.
0: Probably want Josh Jacobs. God, that's a that's a. It's floor over ceiling.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I have Jacobs in a couple of rosters, and he has thoroughly been disappointing. I almost want to say Moser, but I will. I'm gonna leave with the conservative option of saying Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, those are the only one on ones. Actually, uh, Raheem Moster for Cooper Cup. That's an interesting one. yeah give me if you can write it out take yeah it if you if,
0: you, oof.
1: if you're zero three right now you're probably taking that ray yes i don't want to say you can't afford losses but you got to find a dub somewhere
0: yeah i mean you can depending on the the size and and skill of your league you can kind of sneak in at about 500 to most playoffs but you don't want to you don't want to be in a position where you have to win every guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I remember last year there was a league where I was six and oh, first place. Did not win a week after that. I lost every single week and then I ended up dropping out of playoffs. Almost last place, by the way. It was a wild league a wild league full of injuries. But still. Raheem Moster and Nico Collins for Austin Eckler
0: probably one Eckler.
1: Yeah, I think I'd rather. and
0: and Mike Williams injury makes me want Eckler even more. Yeah. uh,
1: Poor 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 Mike Williams. You know, as much as I hate the guy. As much as I hate the guy. Too bad for him.
0: I'm interested to see what happens in that that offense. Uh I'm not a massive fan of Quentin Johnson. He is sort of a like for like replacement for Williams. I think Kellen Moore has done a really good job scheming that offence up and we've seen Keenan Allen explode. Um Josh Palmer. Joshua Palmer. I think he likes the full name. Um, I really liked him coming out of college. He looks like a, a really solid all-around receiver. He has a different tool set to Williams. He's a bit more like Allen. Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I wouldn't be surprised. If you're a guy like me who likes to, to bet on anytime touchdown scorers, Quentin Johnson is a good option. I mean, Donald Parham has been a great option for that in that offense. But... I don't know if Johnson is going to have fantasy value. He's one to watch. Uh and if you he's on a roster in a deeper league, he's worth a flyer. But at this point, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing out to get him on my roster. Mm-hmm. I'm going
1: to agree on that one. He he uh Tank be- Tank Dell, sorry, I forgot his name. The the uh Yep. The Texans wide receiver. Or yep. uh or you uh, sorry, Quentin Williams.
0: Uh Tank Dell Tank Del. for me. I scouted Tank Dell pretty thoroughly over the off season. And my knock on him was that he's just too small. But he can do everything. He's a he's a better version of two to outwell. Um he's a big play threat. I think that Texans offense is definitely looking better than I than most people. Anticipated, yeah.
1: Stroud looks good.
0: He does look good. Um Nico Collins looks good. They've got a sneaky amount of weapons, uh-huh. and they're not—they're not fancy weapons. But Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods is there. Singletary's there. Um, Damian Pierce. Like these are not guys that are going to carry you to a Super Bowl. But you know they've got guys around. There's enough there to make Stroud look good, and that's what you want from a rookie receiver, uh, a rookie quarterback. I'm sorry.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Exactly.
0: So Ted. Tank Dale's one to watch
1: he is one i think he's also one i think at this point he deserved the must roster spot but i'm not ready to fully put him with confidence 10 toes down in my starting lineup now raheem mostert one more and then we'll move on raheem mostert or aj brown oh aj brown aj brown yeah i'll definitely go with aj AJ brown Brown. but somebody hey somebody decided raheem mostert is more important but that's going to be that for the trades. We'll probably do more of this or that on the trade talk as the weeks go by. I really like doing it yeah. because you get to see what people are really thinking out there on the streets.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I like it too. We always, there's always good episodes. We're, we're 20 minutes into this episode. Should we come to the first segment of the show, Justifiable overreaction. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, no one on the Jets is startable while Wilson is caught about Yeah.
1: God, I did bench. In a league, I benched Garrett Wilson.
0: Are you benching Brees Hall?
1: I I would. You have to have phenomenal running backs, but yeah, if you if you say say hey, you drafted Brees Hall in the third round, you have Raheem Mostert and it's a two R B league. Yeah, I'm benching uh I'm benching well.
0: The, the Patriots are always a difficult case because you know they're gonna take away your biggest weapon and it looked like they really focused on Hall. They couldn't get anything going. I think that was as much on the Patriots' defense as it was on the Jets' offense. And that offensive line is not good. And when you know that the only threat is going to come from a player, then you can really key in on stopping them while they're out there. I didn't think they used him creatively enough. Maybe they're going to learn from that and have something to take forward this week. But I think you can start Brees Hall, but there's if you have a different option, I would be starting him.
1: Yeah, yeah it's he has to break one he's got to break one that's it he's not going to have this 15 carry 80 yards in a touchdown type of game he's going to have 10 carries for 150 yards in a touchdown that's just because he broke one other than that his his yards per carry are going to be very low his normal stat line that you should assume is about 10 to 15 touches for about 30 yards
0: let's um let's hold ourselves to account here okay if that's our advice on Devin A-Chain saying, yes, you can start him because he has the potential to break one, and we're saying don't start Breece Hall because he has to break one, what's the difference there? Like, who would you rather start?
1: Right now, I don't want to be an over-reactionary type of person and say A-Chain, but I kind of lean towards A-Chain because, one, the offense just gives you the opportunity to do that. You know, when you have yep. a speed demon in Tyreek Hill, and Waddle didn't even play. So okay. another, another fuel stretcher in Waddle. You know, it's it's also about the quality of touches. Like, for example, when Tyreek Hill gets the ball, it's going to be a quality touch. It's not going to be a little dink and dunk, dump off where you know you're just hoping for three yards. It's not going to be like a. It's not going to be like, let's say Zeke Zekeo Elliott, where he touches the ball. It's kind of like oh, you know, maybe he'll pick up three four yards on that carry.
0: He, he looked good on Sunday. He did.
1: He did. He looked really good. He did, but you know what? You're you're just not picking – you're not starting him right now. Or no. barring an injury, he's not startable in my personal opinion. Yeah. But the quality of touches is so much higher with A-chain where he know he's going to have a bigger hole. He's going to get schemed a bigger hole. He's going to have the ability to have a more yards per carry type of uh, – Type of uh, game where even if he doesn't break a longer one, he's probably going to still have maybe a five yard per carry average.
0: Yeah. I mean, three things need to go right, really, for HA to find the end zone on any given play. Probably a dozen things need to go right for someone like Zeke, or, you know, let's say eight or nine things for Brees Hall. Yeah.
1: Like Brees Hall, he has to break through that, you know, below par offensive line against a division with. Stacked of you know division stacked defensive linemen. and then he has to break through the yeah. linebackers the second year. Of course, both him and H. A. have to do that, but I just feel like if I have to bet money on it, H. A. has a better chance.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. So no one on the Jets is startable.
1: So you have to have better options than Garrett Wilson and Breeze Hall, which I really don't think people do on a consistent basis. But I'm looking. I would prefer somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Will Levis will be the Titans quarterback by the end of the season. No. You, they're going to ride it out with Tannehill and Henry? That looked terrible. It
1: didn't look good. You know, it's it's crazy. Crazy how, like, two years ago, we felt like this was going to be an elite combination for years to come. Him, A.J. Brown. I mean, they were.
0: They were. Oh, A.J. Brown. Yeah, yeah A.J. He's Brown. The, he's the outlier. Tannehill.
1: There, so. And Derek Henry, we felt like that was going to be a fantasy monster duo, trio, for that matter.
0: Instead, you got Tannehill, Henry, and DeAndre Hopkins looking like the footballing version of the Expendables franchise. Yeah.
1: Weird how that works. Um,
0: I, I I think we'll see Levis get meaningful snaps before the end of the season. Personally,
1: because the division is weak, I feel like they have a chance.
0: True, true. That's going to keep him keep them relevant yeah. and last but not least last and absolutely least in fact Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift is already the most tedious NFL storyline since Deflategate
1: um, I'm trying to think of another NFL storyline that was so tedious and frustrating and stupid Um, I don't know I feel like I feel like every COVID story would be up there Uh, yeah
0: Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't sort of in the it didn't wasn't in the zeitgeist yeah there's just so many elements about this that make it tedious and part of that is just the worship of Taylor Swift with so many people and like you know I think she's fine don't hate her but by the same token I don't need to celebrate everything she does like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. DeMar Hamlin last year, but at least that was like a nice positive storyline. Yeah, because he made it out all right. So the yeah. the whole three shit at the back end of last year was like, oh my god, he ran for three yards, three. That was tedious.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where it's it's more annoying because the NFL keeps forcing it down to you. Like every every play, camera pan of Taylor Swift. Every other play, camera pan of Taylor Swift. Oh, he did something, camera pan of Taylor Swift. That that that's yeah. where it got kind of annoying at that point. You know, if it was just kind of like a side thing, like oh look, hey, Taylor Swift is here. You know, it would be like oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, moving on with your day. Yeah, and that's you know no diss to Taylor Swift because I think her music is actually pretty good, but uh, I want to watch football, not Taylor Swift on Sundays.
0: Exactly, and all these sort of screenshots and memes and so forth of like Swift fans who now feel like they have to be into football because she is. Like, just have a look at what you're doing with your life. You're an adult. If you're needing someone to explain to you what 10 yards is, maybe don't do what Taylor Swift, everything Taylor Swift tells you to do. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, to the to NFL's point is this was phenomenal marketing. They Marketing. They had the chance to really yeah. capitalize on Swifties. Yeah, they yep. definitely did their best on trying to do so so
0: i mean I, i'm not gonna blame I, them for it but i did quite like the video the eagles put yes, out. yes Jason yes yes yeah I,
1: I was just about to mention that the, the real swift duo right there i like that one that yeah, was a good job that was
0: that was ideal um favorite taylor swift song
1: um um you know you belong with me is up there
0: I'd go past love story yeah love Story. Like that's the song i was from, trying to think of the name back. i was
1: trying to think of the name i can't think of the name
0: yeah love is up i it. think uh yeah. i think blank space that's certainly the one i would listen i listen to the most that makes it onto a lot of my playlists yeah,
1: blank space is good the, the recent ones are also good like lavender uh that one was a good one karma was a good one the problem is she doesn't really make like bad songs There's no, there's no song where I think I've listened to from her. And I was like, wow, this is horrendous. You know, they're not like the best songs I've ever heard, but they're not bad. They remind me of Chris Brown.
0: I have the same issue with her that, I mean, Chris Brown, maybe not the best um, person to be reminded of. Um, Yeah. Uh, She reminds me of that time where like everyone was obsessed with Beyonce. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like. People still are, but yeah. Just. Just enjoy the music. You don't need to do everything. She does is not newsworthy. You know, uh, I don't know. I just don't. I have a low tolerance for you know
1: celebrity. You worship. know the Louise Louisville, Kentucky paper. They have a, they had a job posting specifically to report on Taylor Swift news.
0: Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean that is her Doesn't
1: that is her hometown, all. I believe, if I remember correctly, but.
0: Yeah. Anyway, good luck to them. Like, I hope they're happy. I've never been. Are they even dating? I thought they were just friends. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. You can date your friends. In Um, theory. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's in the friend zone. Ooh. Yikes. He's in the end zone. She's in the friend zone. There's a fucking lyric for you.
1: Ooh. Yo, right now, Travis kelsey fans are shaking their fists right now, punching the air, when she drops (laughs) that diss track.
0: Yeah, I um, I've never been a big Travis Kelsey guy. I find him to be a, just a dick. Yeah. Like he just seems like he, w- maybe he's a really nice guy, but he just seems like he would be a dick. Yes, I think that's kind of like a tight end thing, though. Is they just all seem like like dumb, uh, archetypal jock dickheads?
1: Unless you're Kittle.
0: Even still, he seems like he's a dick. Gronk seemed like he was a dick. Kelsey seemed like he was a dick. Tony Gonzalez probably a very nice man. Jason Witten probably a very nice man. Kellen Winslow Jr. definitely a dick.
1: You know the problem is, is I'd sit there and sit there and think to myself, man, I wish I was friends with people like them. They seem like fun. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's uh, tell me this. Maybe that's like a, a reality check of my character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just want to be friends with uh, with all of these people. Uh-huh. I just I got no time for him. Who would you? Uh, here's a question. Before we get into it, who would you want if you could have a best friend from the NFL? Who would you want that to? Be? God.
1: Shoot! Before this year, it would have been Zach Wilson. <laughs> and now, now he's probably just moped and depressed. But God, um, it's a good, that's a good question. Shoot, you got somebody?
0: Um. Back in the day, I would have said Julian Edelman. He's like a bit pretty intense sort of cat. But I mean, there'd be there'd be some pretty interesting linemen, I reckon. Like you know, guys guys who read, guys who watch video games and stuff, uh, guys who play video games and stuff like that. Like I, I feel there would be plays in the NFL I have in common things in common with. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers rogers was kind of on my list as well yeah. that would be a just a wild ride yeah they'd
1: just be fine
0: it'd be fine the the problem is i think he'd be one of those guys who he just commands a room and sort of demands that everyone talks to him and then you sort of have to clap after he tells an anecdote i used to work for someone like that that was that was weird uh Ro- rogers would be up there. up there i'm sure there's maybe uh maybe quentin nelson
1: he could be up there He, he seems, you know an offensive lineman would be fun because they'd probably be just balls to the wall
0: yeah yeah they'd be they'd be interesting yeah. guys out there anyway maybe that's one we can come back yeah, to yeah we'll,
1: we'll come back to this one you know what I'll, You know what, Josh Allen would be up there as well he seems like he'd be fun
0: Josh Allen seems yeah. like he would be up there would about Kyler Murray you like your video games
1: yeah but he also seems like that type of just douche you know, the, yeah. you know the problem is, is he he and I relate to each other. Like he says, I don't watch film. I'm already good enough. Like I don't need to watch. That's something I would do.
0: And you do watch film. You watch it live. I of film. do actually.
1: But like, say I'm say I'm an <laughs> NFL quarterback, and be like, yeah, I don't need to watch film on the other team. Screw them. I would do it myself. i would be like, I don't need it. I'm just a beast. Like, it's something I would do, which which is why I would get along with Kyler Murray. But at the same time, there can't be two of us in the same room. There will probably be that's one true. asshole in the same room, and uh, which means we would not get along.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know anything about the guy, Robert Woods.
1: He seems like the type of guy that just has red wine all the time.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very much my vibe. Right, should we get on to talking about <laughs> fantasy yeah,
1: yeah, I'm down, I'm down.
0: <laughs> so I've called this segment uh, One More Last Chance, which is a reference to the Vince Gill song. Uh, from the late 80s early 90s was pretty sure you would never have heard of that. Nah, but um, nah. so these are guys who basically have had three shit weeks you might be struggling about whether they deserve a place on your roster not so much a, a place in your starting lineup because you're like well i don't know if i can start this guy it's sort of a are we cutting him it's like a keep, keep or cut would be another way to to frame this okay hit me with it zach charbonnet through three weeks he has let me check my notes here sorry i was on the wrong screen embarrassing uh, yeah it is it's very embarrassing
1: uh, <laughs> so he had a he had a total of about uh 13 through 16 carries for 73 rushing yards
0: on uh on sunday so no. through three weeks he's the running back 56 in uh ppr uh, half point ppr with one one point one points four points and five points taken late in the draft likely the the handcuff to kenneth walker who looks really good we know there are injury issues typically in that offense, but we also know they want to run the ball. What are you doing with Zach Charbonnet?
1: You drafted him as a handcuff. If he if he does anything, you don't really want him to because he's going to be on your
0: bench. There's no
1: chance you ever put him in your starting lineup. Meaning, not at this stage. Yeah, not at this stage. Or I mean, I think when you draft him in general, you you didn't draft him expecting him to be a immediate starter. You drafted him to be a handcuff. There are some silver linings. He did play 32 of 75 snaps in the in week three. Um, he does get snaps; doesn't mean he gets opportunities. I mean, he had one nice little run where he kind of just chucked uh, a man, put him in the put him in the dirt. But other than that, realistically, he's a handcuff. You hold on to him for the chance, or not the chance, but for the opportunity that Kendall Walker does get hurt and then he becomes the RB one.
0: I would say on the flip side, I. I... I tend to agree. On the flip side, um, his workload is increasing. They have the Giants this week and then go to their buy. I think you can hold him out for another week and then if you go, they're on buy, I need a replacement, then that's absolutely fine as well. I think let's, you can see how his workload goes for another week and if you want to cut him after the buy, cut him after the buy.
1: Yeah, he, he is cuttable. Like, don't get me wrong. If you need a roster spot, especially on a tough bye week, he is he is droppable. You're not missing out too much on it. But uh, I'd hold on to him personally as a nice handcuff.
0: Yep, fair enough. Dalvin Cook, we already talked about the Jets.
1: Yeah, you can, you can
0: drop him. So Dalvin Cook through three weeks is the RB53. He had 7.4 in the first week. He had minus 0.3 in the second week and 4.4 in the third week
1: you just can't run the ball. They they can't run it. Same thing as Brees Hall, where if he wants fantasy points, he's going to have to break one. And uh, I I don't see him breaking one.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Another struggling running back, RB48 on the season, has had opportunity the last two weeks to show up and really hasn't. A.J. Dillon. 4.6 in week one 6.8 in week two and 3.3 in week three now the stats don't tell the full story here let's have a look at the game log 15 attempts for 55 and one reception on one target in week two 11 attempts for 33 last week albeit they weren't really in a position to run the ball most of that game week one 13 attempts for 19 yards he just looks terrible
1: looks slow Looks like he is unable to hit the hole properly. Same. Pause. Um, It doesn't look efficient. He had 11 carries for 33 yards last week. I mean, I guess it is the Saints. They are a good rush defense. But when you have a 3.3 average, not good. And the worst part of it is he had a rush for 14 yards. So he had almost half his rushing yards on one carry. That means he had 10 carries for 20 for sorry 19 yards
0: yeah they have the lines this week on thursday night football i mean what are we what are we doing with that you're certainly not starting yeah
1: you're you're you really don't want to start him if aj sorry if aaron jones isn't playing then it just makes it a little bit more enticing to do so but yeah maybe you get some goal line carries which he probably will That that should be a nice high scoring game
0: it should be a nice high-scoring game, definitely. Um, but he's averaging 2.7 yards per carry.
1: Yeah, it's... I rate him slightly higher than Brees Hall.
0: I would rather Brees Hall, just because he has that big playability. I think I think Dylan's going to lose his job.
1: I would, yeah, as soon as Aaron uh, let, Jones let me comes get
0: back. Up, let me just get up the snap counts for them. So I can, we can, we can have a look here and see like what's the, what's he actually doing here. Um, I've, I've gone the wrong, I've gone the wrong way for this.
1: While you're doing that, I will stall a little bit and say. You know, I used to hate Aaron Jones because I thought he was taken away from every other Arby's, carries. Yes. now now I hate every other RB that isn't Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones needs all the carries
0: so he's had 68 it was basically a 50-50 split in week 1 uh, he had 68 to Patrick Taylor Jr.'s 28 in week 2 52 to Patrick Taylor Jr.'s 39 in week 3 Taylor's a bit more of a pass catcher um, so you can, always, you can read into that the fact they were playing from behind so much I'm not start, I'm not starting Dylan.
1: no you really don't want to on a short week that makes it worse
0: yeah
1: yeah he needs to be on your bench he's not droppable actually he's not droppable I don't think he's droppable I don't, you don't want to drop him just because Aaron Jones does have an injury history
0: I think watch him through this week I mean, Aaron Jones has an injury history. He's out now and he's done nothing.
1: But Aaron AJ Dillon does have history games where he is productive when Aaron Jones is gone.
0: True. But that's not been the case this year. Yeah. Put, put it this way. Let's, let's reframe it slightly differently. If someone drops AJ Dillon in your league, are you picking him? Yeah, I would,
1: put, I would put a waiver claim for him.
0: I'm probably the same. So... There's your there's your answer. Yeah. Um, Naji Harris, a guy that you probably can't drop, but you cannot start through three weeks. 4.8, uh, 4. 4. Yeah,
1: He's he's another player where God, it sucks. It's uh, you know the problem is is his fantasy stat line was incredibly inflated with Roethlisberger just absolutely peppering him with targets, absolutely peppering him. With targets and he was yeah. getting those ppr points but his yards per carry average has never been good and never will be good he definitely reminds me of uh trent richardson
0: if that trent richardson
1: they're incredibly incredibly identical you're you you can not cut him you can't drop him but you really don't want to start him but guess what you don't have a better option there's there's very little Fantasy rosters, where you have a better option than Najee Harris.
0: You've got um, uh, you've got Houston this week, then Baltimore, then the like, Yeah, the, you're right. The issue is he's only had six targets on the year. They need to get the ball in his hands. He had 19 carries for 65 yards. Like he he just cannot get anything going.
1: And the worst part is, is he had I think like a a couple couple carries over 10 yards meaning just
0: like one of 17
1: yeah so he, he definitely had one elevating his stat line same as uh aj Dillon. but the, hopefully you picked up Kyrie, kairi williams or you had him all stirred or you have a backup option that you're able to kind of plug in his spot but i mean if you don't Kind of like Antonio Gibson, you know, last year or the year before, where, you know what, you drafted him. We told you you shouldn't draft him, but you still did anyway. So guess what? Live with it.
0: I have him in a league. Thankfully, I have Zach Moss as well, who has gone, is balled out. And I think he's sort of slightly nuking Jonathan Taylor's value because people can see that you can put up points behind this offensive line or put up yards behind this offensive
1: line. I mean, I think every everybody and their mother knows RBs are expendable. Yep. Everybody, you know, every so often you get this RB that has a little bit more talent than the one behind them. You know, it's clear Dalvin Cook was better than Alexander Madison, and we can see that showcase right now. We can clearly yep. see that, you know, Christian McCaffrey is better than chubba hubbard or any other rb that there is on carolina we can clearly see that saquon is better than matt burrito but enough to ruin your salary cap for it not necessarily
0: i mean we, we're talking about an absolute difference maker yes at, at the position um yeah it, it's it's so tough can you wear the percentage increase compared to the percentage decrease um other rbs that we potentially might want to talk about i mean I, can you drop them can you hold them I, oh, sorry have you got got some i just
1: mentioned alexander madison uh i think
0: I, RB 22 on the yeah, season he's not he's doing as bad nine points 15 points. Yeah, he, he had a he was he, he had a bad fumble that they called back yeah
1: so i mean he kind of got lucky there uh he had a struggling week too but other than that i think he's been putting up his projections
0: Madison's fine. I'm not worried so much about him because he gets targets. Yeah,
1: he has been getting targets peppered on him. Nothing too wild, too crazy, but he's been getting those targets, which really elevate somebody's fantasy value.
0: Yeah, five catches on seven targets on Sunday. That's that's good business. Should have probably gotten the end zone once or twice. Um, and that's on him that he didn't. So you can go, well, he should have, but he, he couldn't.
1: What about uh, Khalil Herbert?
0: I was going to say, they got... They've got Cam Akers coming in there. So what? we'll see if that becomes a bit more of a... S- the Vikings have Cam Akers coming oh,
1: in. There. Oh, you're on Alexander Madison, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. sorry. I was just going to put a bow on that and go, well, I don't necessarily love his job security, but he's not quite as dire. Um, Khalil Herbert, I think he probably can't. You're never going to start him in the right week, and that offense you probably don't want any of.
1: Yeah, e- even with Roshan Johnson, the rookie... I mean, Herbert had seven rushes for 31 yards. Roshan had eight for 38. Yeah. I mean, they both kind of look the same. I'm sure if we gave them both the same jersey, we wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between them. But in an offense that is going to be down almost every single game, it's hard to pick up a running back on that roster.
0: Yeah. No, no, no interest in Herbert. No interest in him. Herbert, started the year getting targets but i wouldn't i
1: they, wouldn't quite
0: cut them i need to run the ball with fields yeah
1: i wouldn't quite cut them in uh, in my personal opinion i wouldn't do that just because say they go to a backup say they move on quarterback fields which i think they personally should do then i think he's there all year. i think uh that's the unfortunate part is i i hope you're wrong
0: He's there all year because either he develops and they start to win games, which is a good result, or he leads them to a small amount of wins, if any, and that's also a good result. Yeah.
1: You know, you know, uh, I think I saw uh, a tweet or an article where it said, like, you know what, you should start Justin Fields because he's your best shot at tanking.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe maybe that's true. Is there any other running backs you want to talk about? I think... Javante Williams, you're probably sticking fat with, he'd had three very ordinary weeks.
1: Yes. Somebody uh other than one person at the getting a touchdown, I think it was Antonio Gibson. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, Antonio Gibson. We uh, don't we don't need to talk about Gibson. Yeah, we already know I hate him.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh wide receivers. First name I'm gonna give you through a couple of weeks here with totals of uh 8.69 and 8 there's an external factor in this one a guy we were really high on Michael Thomas
1: no michael thomas he's he's definitely a stash type of player
0: i think stash can't start
1: yeah i have started him in a handful of leagues in my flex so. i mean 8.698 8. they're not jaw dropping but you didn't lose your week if you started them
0: will be interesting to see what he does with Derek uh with James Winston Winston targeted him more than Chris Olave yeah I mean and
1: yeah it's gonna he's gonna have a safe floor because he gets peppered with targets I mean 26 targets that's a lot yeah that's
0: I'm fine with that I'm fine with it. Just needs to find the end zone yeah. in week one. He got overthrown a couple of times. I'm okay with Michael Thomas, but I'm not starting
1: him. You know, you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit with bye weeks. You're gonna get hit with injuries. Say you have Jalen Waddle, and he's still not gonna play next week, and you have Michael Thomas. You might have to put him in your fantasy lineup. Say you have uh, uh Michael Mike Williams, and he tore his ACL. You're probably gonna have to put him in your lineup. I mean, th- there's going to be some uncomfortable situations where you put Michael Thomas in your lineup, but I think you could do much, much worse than putting him in your fantasy lineup.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Kadarius Tony, currently the wide receiver 106. We know what happened in week one. 0.5 points, had 6.3. Bit of a bounce back in week two. 0.4 in week
1: three. They, they spread the ball so well in Kansas City. So well and Kansas City. There is no wide receiver that is startable, and I don't see a wide receiver ever, ever be startable this year for Kansas City. They just, they do spread the ball around so well, and then you know Kelsey's going to be looked at for these end zone shots. Uh, th- yeah, dr- drop anybody. I did, I personally, I dropped MVS in one league. I dropped Skymore in another league. I never had any Darius Tony shares. Well, I didn't want him, but never never got a chance to pick him up yeah i personally have already shed any type of kansas city uh, wide receiver shares that i own
0: i think this could potentially be a tactical play in your league you drop him someone else is going to pick him up someone else might start him and it might be a week against you and he might drop it might drop a donor you'd rather him doing that in someone else's team
1: than my own correct
0: yes and i think week 2 they really went out of their way to try and give him the ball but can you can you imagine um he gets a he gets a touchdown and travis kelsey doesn't the taylor swift fans are coming for kadarius tony
1: oh yeah that's it they they you when you have the backing of taylor swift fans you're untouchable oh but remember when uh in the off season travis kelsey punched his teammate cuz he got frustrated
0: maybe Ah, oh, yeah rings a bell yeah
1: that that became a viral thing because they were like taylor swift she can't be dating him look how violent and and ab- abusive he is you know once he gets mad he's gonna start throwing fists in my, in my mind i was thinking good but i mean people don't like it
0: no pe- people don't like that and for good reason too Um, yeah. jackson smith and jigba 2.8 points 5.9 points 1.5 points and only really got work when Metcalf went out of the game. And in week
1: anybody that realistically thought a wide receiver three on the depth chart would be fantasy irrelevant is smoking something. Anybody, he is a dynasty pickup for when Tyler Lockett gets cut, traded, retires. That's all he is. There is zero yep. chance. He ever becomes famous. So if he's on your bench, cut him. Yeah, I would. He's kind of like a... He's almost like a handcuff in a way.
0: Yep. Yep, I'm fine with that. Cut him. Cut, cut, cut. Sorry. Uh, Apologies for yawning. Juju Smith-Schuster. Cut Cut. him. Cut. He can't get on the same page as Mac Jones. 5.3 week one, 5.3 week two, one this week. He just... He's dropped balls... They need to, they need to get him the ball, but he doesn't look, doesn't look the goods.
1: No, I'm doing with them.
0: Tr- Traylon Burks, three point seven nine and one. Yeah. you're holding Traylon Burks. You can't start him though. Are you holding Burks?
1: He's almost a kind of, he's basically like a handcuff, to DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins goes out, then Burks could actually have the opportunity to do what he does, which is kind of just bully people Yeah, he just doesn't have the opportunity to do that as a wide receiver too on that team
0: yes I really like Burks I I think he's got an incredible ceiling I think he's a very good player I just don't think he's got it together yet I think a breakout could be coming but we haven't really seen the signs of it yet
1: Yeah, he's kind of a handcuff to when DeAndre Hopkins inevitably gets hurt
0: it's more my belief in his ability than, you know, actual evidence. If we look at it through, so, although he had one catch on six targets on the weekend, so that's not in some, you know, to be sneezed at. He had three catches on four targets week two, including, we had one of 76, so the other two only went for six. So be it, you have those days. I'm sticking with him, and in fact, if something were to drop him, I'd pick him up.
1: I would try to find a way to keep him on my roster, but if somebody were to drop him, I wouldn't put a waiver claim for him, if that makes sense.
0: No, I probably I probably wouldn't put a paid claim in. I would probably put a a zero a zero dollar.
1: Okay, but say you don't have a Fab system.
0: If I if I was in the back half of the waiver priority, yes, or I'd wait for him to go, he to clear waivers and pick him up.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. I mean DeAndre Hopkins is technically still on that list of people like who haven't done much either. I, mean, he, he's,
0: I think he's, I think he's in that same category of you can't start him. I mean, he's ten fantasy points,
1: six six point three and half point PPR, not much either.
0: He's looked all right. I think he's looked better than his numbers have indicated from what I've watched. Yeah. I mean, he does have... He still looks like DeAndre Hopkins, but he's just not on the same Yeah,
1: I mean, he is battling a little bit of an ankle injury. All the more reason to have Burks.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Who else do we have here? Michael Thomas, we've already talked about.
1: Yeah, luckily, big-name wide receivers, they've done well, which I like. Drake London
0: elijah moore he's a guy that you probably through three weeks he's 7.75.67.3 and we're both big fans of him he's i think he's cuttable he is i don't think he's he's gonna blow up to the point where you want to start yeah it, i mean
1: my belief was the offense would suit him to fantasy relevancy with the upgraded play of deshaun watson Deshaun Watson hasn't exactly elevated to that standard. He is playing a little bit better. Every week, Deshaun Watson has gotten a little bit better, which is, um, I guess, positive positive for Elijah Moore. But Amari Cooper has been the beneficiary so far of that. I think Amari Cooper looks really, really good in this offense right now. But good things for Elijah Moore is that, I mean, his first three weeks, he got seven, nine, and nine targets. But it's the, the receptions and the yards that haven't exactly evolved just yet. He's
0: 7 9 and 9 targets is good. Yeah. Like you're holding through. Yeah.
1: Like that. it's a good sign with a semi week schedule coming up. I mean, right now, Baltimore, they've been abusable in the secondary, bi week. Unfortunately, go through the Niners. We actually have been having an abusable secondary. And then Indianapolis, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore again. Pittsburgh has been abusable. Denver. Rams, Jacksonville, Chicago, and then championship week is going to be Houston. Like he has a favorable schedule.
0: Yep. So, I mean, I'm
1: not cutting him. I'm holding him and seeing what exactly transpires. But, but of course he had Um, an ADP of, you know, 11th, 12th round. So, I mean, you didn't invest much into him.
0: No, no, exactly. Um, And we're coming up to bye weeks as you you know, as you say, seven, eight targets in a bye week is is money. Um, we'll do a quick bit of speed round for the tight ends, and then we'll we'll roll through the back end of the show. All right. But are, the idea is basically like: Are you would you want to hold this guy, or do you want to stream instead?
1: All right, hit it.
0: Because you know, some of these some of these players, you're not gonna you're not gonna cut. Like you're not gonna cut Kyle Pitts. We talked about that last week. Um. Cole Komet, 6.9, 5.8, 3.2. Currently tight end 16. I'd rather stream. Yep, me too. Um, Zach Ertz, you're probably streaming anyway. Uh, David Joku, 3.4, 4.8, 4. T- uh, tight end 29. I'd rather
1: stream. They don't pass enough to support yep. pass catchers and tight end.
0: Johnny Smith has outscored Kyle Pitts the last two weeks.
1: Not surprised.
0: In the same offense. Uh, Dallas got it. 5.2, 0, 5.2, 6.6. I'd rather start him. Yeah. Me too. I would keep that. Um, Taysom Hill. Is Taysom Hill... I think that's... Uh, I think that's probably it. Everyone else, you either starting or straight, uh, Everyone else is either a streamer and you had him on a good week, or you're you're holding. Donald
1: him. Parham Jr. is rostered, and so far, right now, two percent of leagues. He has more fantasy points than George Kittle, Framerth and Waller, yep. and Mark
0: Andrews. I think he has three touchdowns on the year. He does. Three. He scored two on the week. Yes and one in week one, I think they've all been from less than two yards out. Yeah,
1: they've all been kind of goal line, Thought to Donald Parham.
0: He's six six foot nine. Yeah. Like, that's what he's there for.
1: A good red zone target.
0: Good red zone target. Yeah, I mean, he... Good guy Good guy to bet on to score each
1: week. Yeah, if, if I had to bet on a tight end to score, I would go for him. I uh, had the mistake. It wasn't really a mistake. You know, I went for it. I decided to start Taysom Hill.
0: Did not work out well. No, I started Taysom Hill this week in one league. Yeah, well. I've I've come to the realization with Taysom Hill that even if <clears throat> even if he shits the bed, he's no worse than any other tight end who shits the bed, and his upside is higher. Yeah,
1: that's the problem: is shitting the bed on the tight end position does not mean you lose your week. You will never lose your week because the tight end shit the bed. Because they almost do regardless even if they do something.
0: Yeah, unless that tight end is like Kelsey or Mandris.
1: Even then, Mandris isn't doing that much either.
0: No, not so far.
1: And, and, Um, you know, it just furthers my argument where you should just eliminate the tight end position and add another flex.
0: You might have me over to to your side on this one by the end of the season. I know.
1: Any person listening that disagrees with me either owns Kelsey or just doesn't want to admit it just yet. But don't worry. When (laughs) you guys have a bad tight end situation and you're sitting there going, man, maybe I want to start Jawan Johnson over Terry McBride or Jesse Bates or Bell. It's like... Come on, that's embarrassing. To sit there and having to debate that and going through that thought process is, is in my opinion, just goddamn stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you're... Uh, you, as I say, you might win me across to this one by the end of the year. You ready for the two-minute drill? Uh, would you like to start
1: it off or should I?
0: You start it off. I go first every week and you complain I take all the good games. Uh,
1: never. Hold on, hold on one second. I'm trying to do my stopwatch and go. We're going to start it off with either the bird or the jaguar. I mean, the Falcons. I mean, right now, I jaguars are known to hunt birds. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. But will it happen this week? Jaguars going over an embarrassing defeat to the Texans. In, in a in a embarrassing fashion, we're going to see if they bounce back. I'm personally going to enjoy this game because I want to see it's over here in London. It, it, you know what? Never mind. I, I don't enjoy this game. Never. Mind. I'm moving on. The Buffalo Bills <laughs> and the Dolphins. That's going to be another high-scoring, fun event where it's going to be not only a divisional matchup, but it was a playoff matchup where the bills almost lost to the backup quarterback i don't know if anybody remembers that people like to brush that over but it did happen as much as i like the bills it did happen but now we got the tyreek hill speedster we got the aache Mostar. it's just it's a fun lineup it's gonna be a fun game where i might have to separate red zone with that game just so i could watch it it'll be a good one and uh and of course we're gonna see the legendary Best game of the week. This should be a prime time game. You know what? I might have to spend the rest of my time talking about this game because the Broncos and the Bears, two elite, elite, high caliber quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and Justin Fields are going to go at it. It's going to be a duel for the ages. We're going to see this on YouTube's history channel, ESPN, NFL Network. You're going to see this game absolutely blasted everywhere where it's just going to be lights out. Highlights everywhere, must see plays, elite quarterback play, elite call, uh, play calling. It's gonna be crazy. You're gonna see. You're gonna see the high value names of uh, of uh, Marvin Mims doing some stuff on the football field that I couldn't even explain to you what it is. I don't think anybody could explain to you what it is. But with this quarterback play, it doesn't matter because they just do it like that. Can't beat that.
0: Right. Here we are roll, rolling for this week. Um, I actually didn't listen to what games you're talking about, but I am very, very excited to watch. Well, I'm not really excited to watch too many games this wow. week because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dud week, you know, Colts Rams might be points there. Hopefully Richardson's back playing cause they need to, uh, to get that offense moving. You talked about Bill's dolphins. Agree. That's the game of the week. Texans at Steelers. The Steelers need to get right big time. Um, the Texans have looked really really good. We talked about that earlier in the show. Kenny Pickett needs to get on the same page at least one of his receivers because this is this is a long season if they don't. Cowboys Patriots, I think this is going to be another easy win for the Cowboys, but obviously cannot wait to see what the Patriots cook up to try and stop them. The defense has looked lights out, which means that you know, it could be a tough old day for CD Lamb up against Christian Gonzalez, who looks really good as a rookie cornerback. Um, But the offense just cannot move the ball. And against Micah Parsons, I can't see that changing too much at all. Who else have we got here? The Eagles at the Commanders. Nice uh, NFC East matchup. The Commanders have been feisty. They've been interesting. Sam Howell, though. We're seeing the best and the worst of Sam Howell this season. Um, Really want him to start hooking up with Terry McLaurin in the end zone. Or really anywhere. Just be a fun little bit of... uh, Just a fun thing for the fans to watch, see them hooking up on the field. Uh, The Eagles, of course, their offense kind of hasn't looked as lights out as we all think. They're clearly getting right. I think they're the best team in football at the moment. They're playing incredible football and they're still not firing at 100%. This could be a get-right game against the Commanders, but we could see the Commanders also come out against a division rival and stamp their chance to win the game. Also panthers beating the vikings this week
1: nice that's gonna to have to wrap up two minutes you got any wild predictions
0: for the week our prognostications let's have a look uh mine didn't come in last week the 200 points between those three games it didn't unfortunately it didn't
1: unless you should i don't
0: think i have i don't think i had miami and the broncos in there okay i don't know I've, i'll go back and check i meant to but i didn't what was mine um We will see two end of overtime ties.
1: Do you remember what my prognostication was? No. Yeah, I never remember.
0: No. I probably. You used to
1: keep track. I I was probably right, but.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we're ever right. I was right once last year. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're going to see a 67 yard field goal. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll see another record breaker.
0: I could see that happening. I could see that happen. Is this uh Justin Tucker getting it done outside against the Browns? I
1: think he's the only uh kicker that can do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. Well I'm going for the the two end of touchdown ties.
1: I'm rooting for it. I like Thai's. They just let the whole world burn. But all right,
0: you like Thai food? No. Mm, interesting.
1: Actually, what would what what does that con consist of? Thai food. Yeah.
0: All sorts of stuff. It's great. Is
1: it, is that that's not far ramen? That's Vietnamese, right?
0: Yeah, it is Vietnamese.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, I couldn't tell you what Thai food is.
0: Ah, it's it's fantastic. It's like really spicy. Uh, often quite sweet as well. Yikes. That's uh, good good stuff anyway
1: all right where can everybody find you
0: everyone can find me on XI and solo you can listen to my other podcast screen pass where we talk about uh, football movies and TV shows and books and all sorts of stuff it's a lot of fun um, and that's kind of it
1: and you can find me at top tier tactics underscore on Twitter unfortunately I don't really do anything on Twitter you know I went on Twitter and I, I wish I, sh- I need to start screenshotting takes. I really need to start doing because I know, I know I saw analysts just be the complete, complete, complete contradictory.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And
1: I, I wish I took the screenshots of it. And I need to start doing that. Just because I, you know what, I'm gonna start stirring up shit. I need, to, I need to do it just because I feel like the fantasy community needs it. Where if somebody does good, everyone says, "See, I said it, I said it, I said it." But if I, if I just took the time to go back and take screenshots of it, and uh, I could, I could just post like, "No, no, you did it. No, no, you fucking did it."
0: Yeah. Right. You dug,
1: Dougie dog. Alrighty. Um, that's gonna to have to wrap up this episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. For